we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. The CDC stopped issuing vax cards. Let's hope that this is stopping the government control of our medical care. I'm Dr. Marilyn Singleton, and welcome to America Out Loud Pulse. Many thought the Affordable Care Act was the answer to access to medical care. As it turns out, people still can't afford the insurance premium. Let me give you a few facts. In 2023, the average Affordable Care Act plan costs $469 a month for a 40-year-old individual, $937 for a couple who's 40, and $1,200 for a 40-year-old couple with one child, and $1,500 for a 40-year-old couple with two children. Now, According to Kaiser Family Foundation, about half of U.S. adults say they have trouble affording health care costs. With premium numbers like that, it's no wonder. About 40% of U.S. adults with health insurance say they have delayed or gone without medical care in the last year due to cost. And the worst of it is that 6 in 10 insured adults experience problems when they try to use their insurance. Well, everybody's talking about health care price transparency as the solution, but what does that really mean? In short, we want to receive medical services to be more like going to the grocery store. You need a bottle of milk, you see several brands, you see the prices, you decide to buy the brand of your choice. You base it on price and quality. It's not so simple, you say. This is my health. I don't know when I'll get sick. But let's face it, most of us don't have major medical problems for most of our lives. When it comes to expensive care, like emergency rooms or hospitalizations, a small percentage of patients make up all those larger expenses. There was an interesting study looking at repeat visitors to the emergency room. They make up almost one-third of the visits. And we've all heard that one-quarter of Medicare funds are spent in the last year of life. So one of the things we see is the standard insurance model doesn't take the facts into consideration. And this is much to our detriment. So all things considered, it's pretty clear that a different model for paying for our medical care makes sense. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Charles Froman, my guest, is a lobbyist for the National Health Federation to restore informed consent, healer freedom, and end special interest capture of the bureaucracies. He graduated in 1988 with a bachelor's in government hmm, from the College of William and Mary, and he worked at the Cato Institute, lobbied for various nonprofits focusing on medical freedom 
And this is the kind of person we need to talk to. He's also trying to connect families to innovative health plans and as well as businessmen to give more empowerment to patients as well as physicians and other healthcare professionals. Welcome to the show, Charles Froman. Thanks, Marilyn. Always good to be with you. Okay. Well, first of all, I just like you, you talk about this so well. Government tyranny in our health. There's so many ways the government sticks its nose into business, whether it's trying to overregulate people who are in various healing arts or just telling us what to do, telling doctors, you know, what tests they can do and all this. Tell me your feelings about it. Gladly. And, you know, with today's date uh, in October 9th, I, as well as a lot of fed up Americans, just watched the independent presidential campaign announcement of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he has led the fight on the stuff I'm lobbying because he is focused on the real epidemic in this country and probably in most Western nations, which is not COVID, but rather is chronic disease, which has affected from 10% of the population in 1990 to over half by 2010. And he nails the culprits for this terrible affliction of America to the corruption of government agencies, the capture of the bureaucracies uh, on behalf of profits for pharma and big biotech and big agra and big telecom, et cetera. It's a synergistic assault on our health. So any, any discussion on health reform does have to broach uh, that corruption that's aggravating the real epidemic. And then, of course, we do have to discuss the economics. And health tyranny is really a sad aspect of the economics because I think the more you dive down the rabbit hole of health reform, you realize that it's not really in the interest of pharma to heal people because that's bad for business. And there's plenty of quotes that one can find that attest to that fact. Um, nevertheless, uh, we do have to fix the supply and demand of healthcare. We have to make patients into tough customers, not just meek sheep throwing their Blue Cross card down on the counter of their doctor's office and just asking what the copay is. Um and we have to open up the supply of healthcare uh, because, you know, with all due respect to some of our mutual friends in the market of doctors, um, mainstream medicine is only 100 years old. It has a pretty nefarious uh, opening with Rockefeller scheming, and it has utterly failed to stem the advance of the real epidemic, chronic disease. So a lot of Allopathic doctors are educating themselves to become more integrated so they can take a more holistic approach to their patients. And that is happening indirectly in these subscription model DPCs, which is nice to see. But apart from reforming the system, we do have to push Congress not to just do whatever their special interest re-election financiers at pharma and biotech want them to do because it's not helping our health. 
The thing, you know, you mentioned all this, uh, it really, it's takeover by these big organizations. And you look at, and I've mentioned this on the show before, opensecrets.org. They put out the numbers of how much money these people give to Congress people. And it's not just one party. It is both sides. And it's almost equal. And we're talking in the 90, 100 millions that these healthcare industries give these people. How do we compete with that? Well, that's a good question, because one of the themes in the RFK speech I referenced was his statement that a lot of folks agree with, that because of that special interest donating to both parties, they aren't so different. In fact, they're called a uniparty. And, you know, there's an argument amongst political philosophers whether you cap donations, stop corporate giving, or you just limit government so that there's no opportunity there's no opportunity there for the special interest in the first place. So one campaign at National Health Federation that I cynically titled Restoring Trust in Health Authorities <laughs> would simply devolve most of the unconstitutional health bureaucracies to the states. For pretty clear reasons, uh, CDC, in some ways, merely duplicates the 50 public health departments in the state. So why duplicate it with the CDC? NIH research duplicates research at universities and private clinics. So why have it NIH? FDA, as you probably well know, can easily be replaced with underwriters laboratory or, or other private certifiers. Uh, Medicare, in, in many ways, duplicates Medicaid uh, in the states. Uh, get rid of that and you solve the deficit problem in this country. Um, if there's nothing in DC from which uh, special interests can profit, they're not going to give money to politicians. Well, that sure is the truth. It's very interesting when you talk about giving this, what, well, what government power back to the states, which of course is how the constitution meant it to be, and that the federal government was supposed to secure our borders and and raise armies, but it never said that the federal government was supposed to supply everything in life, including food and healthcare and who knows what else. Now they've decided housing is healthcare. I mean, you can decide that everything is healthcare because it is. Everything that affects our lives affects our health. So we've kind of gone off the rails in this regard. And all of our states are so different. My goodness, I'm a native Californian. And when we drive across the country and go into different states, you realize why the states need to organize this stuff on their own. The people are different. The diseases are different that people get in different states. And the federal government, like you say, gets to needs to get its nose out of it. Yeah, it's interesting. You say everything is healthcare. That explicitly is the aim of one of the World Health Organization's latest schemes called One Health. Um, persecuted frontline Dr. Merrill Nass has spoken about this eloquently, where the bureaucrats and their special interest funders are trying to tie everything together to preempt national health policy through their 
WHO pandemic treaty and international health regulations to control our behavior uh, enabled through this uh, wireless mesh that Congress is erecting through a bunch of bills, which gets back to the chronic disease epidemic that RFK talked about being caused by a plethora of environmental toxins, not just from vaccines or pharma or the pesticides that are rampant in the Midwest farms, uh, proving your point that healthcare is different uh, across the country. Um, but yeah, the role of government under natural law is just to protect your God-given rights. And if you're going to uh, give welfare to folks, that's a slippery slope where democracy becomes out of hand. And so you do have to do have to divide that power among the states to protect taxpayers and property owners from socialism. Um, so, yeah, that's the point we'll take. We'll take it. Well, one of the things you mentioned, and could you explain it? Because I don't completely understand it. Uh, what the WHO, the World Health Organization, is trying to do in kind of making us all one world, you know, starting with our health. What What are some of the things they're trying to do? Well, they have amendments to the international health regulations, which if member nations like the United States don't object to by December 1st will go into effect and preemption will be uh, on hand. And that will be a messy process where they could use any kind of crisis to declare a pandemic, could be a climate crisis, uh, could be uh, a, a new pandemic of some sort or an exaggerated pandemic where they would implement their vaccine passports in order to travel the carbon footprint to ration our energy, uh, to implement the central bank digital currency, to limit our bank access and starve us. It uh, is nefarious, as you can imagine. Uh, so there is a bill, H.R. 76, in Congress to leave the WHO. The appropriations process that folks should be following with all the government shutdowns has a wonderful amendment in the House to defund the WHO. Um, but no one is objecting to the latest international health regulation amendments, which has to occur, I think, by November or December 1st. Uh, my monthly Zoom at National Health Federation, October 20th, noon Eastern, will have the expert on the WHO, James Roguski, update us about that. Um, but the one thing folks can do is, is write their congresspeople to support the health appropriations version to defund the WHO and to get your politicians to co-sponsor HR 76 to leave the WHO. It's very interesting. You talk about all these things and we've seen ourselves kind of going down this path to this one world way of thinking th thinking about things. But just as all of our states are different, my goodness, all the countries are different. And our culture is not the same as the culture in Italy or Spain or even England. I mean, from whom we separated many moons ago and uh, so many other countries in the world. Well, it, it almost strikes me that people want to suck off the uh, successes of the United States, but have nothing else to offer. I mean, that may be a cynical view, but that's just how it looks. 
we all already give all this money to the UN and all these organizations. And what do we get for it except people trashing us? Yeah. And, you know, there's reasons to be trashed, but we should be doing our own trashing of our country. We don't need the uh, uh, piling on from foreigners who don't really uh, understand our needs. And, you know, at your intro, you listed a bunch of problems we face with unaffordability of the Obamacare plans, the delayed care, um, the problems in negotiating and navigating our health care system, uh, the repeat visits. And I can address all each of those when we get into, you know, our commercial solution featured by Forbes magazine. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. We all have our problems and we need to focus on our national problem and state problems and definitely get these global elitists at the who and elsewhere out of, out of our, uh, out of our country. Well, well, and we'll talk about the commercial solutions when we get back. I, I just have to say that these sorts of things and all this one world stuff travels under the radar and there's so many distractions, and you can't tell me that, that that's not on purpose. Some of the nonsense that they talk about and the this and the that and the blah, blah, blah that we hear about all day. Meanwhile, something that would affect our lives in such a huge way is just sneaking under the fence. And the next thing you know, it'll happen, and we won't know what hit us. Well, so, if I could touch on that, yeah. unless you're no, go ahead. No, um, go ahead. Quickly. Not only is global governance sneaking in um, without too much care by the media and politicians, but the wireless mesh I mentioned also is sneaking in. Um, the huge and growing health freedom movement has appreciated Republicans during COVID for their effective protection. Uh, of our lives and property against corrupt COVID mandates and helping you know, safer alternatives like uh, ivermectin and other therapeutics. Republicans have got to know, and I've done my part to let them know, but too few of them do, that they will lose support of the health freedom activists if they continue doing not the bidding of pharma, but rather telecom and utilities and technology and forcing us this time not to accept dangerous vaccines, but instead to accept dangerous wireless antennas outside our bedrooms, on top of our kids' classrooms, and all throughout our national parks, when just as there's a safer alternative there, uh, fiber broadband to the premise, uh, cables, wiring, it's safe and fast, and it can come to our houses just like telephone lines, but Republicans seem to be um, blithely uh, unaware of, of this threat. And the wireless mesh will be turned into a digital prison as the WHO preemption behavioral control grid uses this mesh of wireless antennas outside our bedrooms to coerce our behavior in a communist China social credit score kind of way in combination with the other parts I mentioned earlier from the WHO. So... I make this announcement here on your podcast that Republicans have got to be aware that they will lose our support if they don't, if they don't see the same dynamic with the wireless mesh as they did with vaccines. 
Wow, on that wonderful note, which we may get into even a little later after the break, we will take our break. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Okay, well, we're back. And after just even contemplating the idea of potentates from God knows which country setting the rules for us, it makes me sort of sick, but um, not the kind of sick that your ideas for health insurance or what it's not truly health insurance but so i'm going to have you talk about one first of all you mentioned that something that came up in rfk speech is our real health problems are health and i look at there's health and then there's medical care and health is what we do for ourselves you know eat right and and try to avoid cigarettes, this sort of thing. And medical care is what the doctor and other healers can do for you. So it's kind of two-pronged, but we don't really think of it that way. So when we look at mechanisms to pay for medical care, that's one of the things we have to think about, that we as consumers have our responsibility as well. So that's kind of my little shtick about this. So I'd just like you to go into the whole plan, what's behind it, what the economics are, and I just want to give you the whole platform here. Thanks, Dr. Singleton. And our commercial solution for health payment, nicely for me being sort of the idealist, uh, stems from my lobbying work for health freedom because at least two of our National Health Federation campaigns lend themselves nicely to our solution. The first campaign is to open up the supply of healthcare. You know, with economics, you have sort of a cross, a supply and demand curve. And you and I have discussed this certification proposal we have to allow any person in any occupation, including medicine, to escape licensing if they follow the criteria of a duly registered certifying organization. And that would remove the monopoly aspect of either license, licensing bodies, licensing boards, or even certifying boards, because 
you couldn't stop some, another organization from registering their certification and have a race to the top versus the lowest common denominator we have now. And that one change will really open up the supply of healthcare so we can get the choices we need to get healthy. Because allopathy or naturopathy aren't the solution. The integration of them are, as you mentioned. You need allopathy for acute problems. You need natural care for the uh, primary entry point of care, a lot of us believe. And then as far as the demand side, the, the patient, the customer, well, they're not customers now. <laughs> they're just sheep. And so we have a National Health Federation campaign to expand health savings accounts uh, to allow, for example, over-the-counter nutritional supplement purchases without a prescription uh, and just to really expand them so you can put out a lot more money into them, really build them so you can have a really fat nest egg by the time you retire. And, you know, the more you self-insure through an HSA, you rely less on a third party. And that's helpful. And I'm for... going to stop you for a second and just explain one HSA, what it stands for health saving account. Just explain a little bit about that. Some people amazingly don't know. So let's educate everybody. Well, sure. Um yeah, a lot of folks don't know what they are. A lot of people who think they know what they are mistake them for a corporate benefit called a flexible spending account, which unfortunately is a user or lose it account where you're incented to spend all the money in Christmas for prescription sunglasses. Uh, whereas with HSAs, the simple change is you get to roll over unspent funds every year to build you know, $100,000 by the time you retire. And you could use that for any expense, even a boat or an, a vacation when you're old. Uh, it's your money. It's your property. It's an asset that's bequeathable. Um, and uh, so you put in seven grand annually for a family, 3,500 for an individual every year. Multiply that by how many years you have until you retire. Um, any interest paid into it by a bank is tax-free. And you can invest the balance, which is nice. So you can really appreciate it faster with conservative funds like Vanguard or D uh, Dimension, et cetera. And then any IRS eligible expense for from withdrawals are not taxed. So it's three tax benefits. It's a great retirement vehicle. And we actually, I actually, some of us really promote HSAs not as a fund for out-of-pocket, but rather as a tax shelter to be used for out-of-pocket when you really need it, which is when you're old. Uh, Long-term care, Medicare gaps, dental, you're going to need cash when you're old. So I discourage folks from using it while they're young, until they retire. For those that actually have out-of-pocket expenses or want some prepaid visa for dental care, for the inevitable urgent care, if you have to go to occupational or physical therapy a lot, or you uh, face an elective surgery coming up, races or having a baby, you can double your money over three years in a different account. Um, and that's something I combine with the HSA, so you can just not touch the HSA. And then to answer your main question on insurance, um, fortunately for America, we no longer have the simplistic divide between Obamacare and Medicare for All. We have, thankfully, the entrance into the health payment world of something akin to a credit union compared to a bank. 
Uh, people love credit unions. They're cheaper. They take care of you really well. Um, that same dynamic has entered health payment through what's called medical cost sharing. There's no shareholders like with the credit union, so profits can be driven back into member benefits, cheaper prices, um, and better coverage, frankly, because uh, as a licensed health insurance agent, ironically, I won't sell health insurance because to me, uh, their networks make it, um, a, a, that's a fatal flaw. Uh, I mean, what good is health payment if when you get cancer or heart disease, you can't go see the doctor you want, or you can't go to the Mayo Clinic or the Cleveland Clinic, or for that matter, overseas. A lot of folks, uh, when they get cancer, increasingly are not going to go see an oncologist. They're going to go to Tijuana for alternative cancer treatments. And with sharing, you can do that. And it costs about half the numbers you cited earlier, Marilyn, not 400 a month, but maybe 250, not 900 a month, but maybe 550 for even a family. Um, so it costs half, double the coverage because there's no networks, excluding the best doctors. And if you got that money doubling account, no longer do you need to de delay care because now you have the money. And um, for those repeat visitors gumming up the system and costing it so much, um, you know, when you're a cash shopper through sharing or HSAs, you start to shop around a bit, especially for the chronically diseased, and you go to better uh, providers that are more integrated and are better, more open-minded on what's needed to treat the real chronic uh, diseases, which are complex. So, you know, when I'm involved with commercially, I think, that checks all the boxes on a much better health system. Well, it's interesting when you talk about more openness to be able to spend the money that's yours. One of the things that people are discovering bit by bit, and, and you alluded to this, and even allopathic doctors and DOs, uh, uh, doctors of osteopathy that think of disease rather than health. We're kind of getting more into that health mode, but letting insurance pay for things or not the insurance, your health system, I have to get away from using that word insurance, letting that system pay for some of these healthful things. And so you don't have to go to the doctor and get medicines. These medicines cost an absolute fortune, many of them, and uh, you certainly discover it with Medicare and their tiers, and, and these networks also have their tiers of drugs, you know, tier one drugs or the simple cheap ones that have been around for 500 years, so they're dirt cheap, all the way up to tier four that are some chemotherapeutic drugs and and drugs for neurological diseases and heart problems, the things that really make people sick. Of course, those drugs cost a whole lot. We want to keep people from getting to that point. Obviously, people get stuff through no fault of their own. We're not shaming the patient, but uh, you know, unless it's smoking, certain things that yes, you are doing to yourself. But a lot of things just befall patients. But for the most of us, day-to-day -day things like some, uh, oh, I'll tell you one that people used to say was hokum, coenzyme Q. 
And more and more, there's more studies that show it does something for neurological heart, all sorts of bodily care and insurance or your healthcare system ought to pay for that kind of stuff. What do you think? Um, I agree, but with, with a catch. So one aspect of, of upgrading from insurance to sharing is that in recovery of cancer or an expensive sickness or a bad accident, at least our sharing community is very open-minded on paying for alternative care, uh, even overseas, which is just fantastic. Um, but that's only above the deductible, which in our parlance is called the initial unshareable amount. Uh, and you know, Marilyn, most health expenses are a thousand to three thousand dollars, and therefore too cheap to even be covered by insurance uh, or to be shared in a sharing community. So that's where the health savings account comes in uh, for the first dollar, up to you know the the the, the four thousandth dollar. And HSAs are used for natural and alternative care as well as allopathic care and everything else. Um, the money doubling account called the health matching account uh, is used for chiropractor. But there's some limits there on natural care because, you know, natural care that I love and others love does have demerits. Uh, for example, overutilization. Some some of the natural paths out there are are human and <laughs> subject to avarice and will over prescribe um, tests and visits and bankrupt you. And so a lot of natural patients actually are, are actually are rich because they <laughs> like those expensive repeat visits. Um, but, you know, uh, Forbes featured us not just for upgrading insurance to sharing and combining it with a health savings account, but really for combining it with a concierge shopping assistant. And that's been our secret sauce because it has been intimidating for our customers to leave insurance for sharing and announce themselves as a cash patient at the hospital. So what we've had to invest our profits in is a concierge shopping assistant who will help you shop for specialist tests and to answer your question about drugs, prescriptions. So we have a lot of tools to find cheaper versions of your active ingredient, sometimes delivering to your door an alternative prescription made in a pharmacy overseas. Uh, in a Commonwealth country uh, where, you know, the uh, FDA-like requirements for manufacturing are the same as ours. So the quality is there. Um, but, you know, it's it's the shopping help that's important. It's it's the health payers paying for alternatives, which, is, which are important. And you mentioned Medicare. Uh, a tragic thing has happened where the Medicare MSA program, which is a government-funded HSA, lost one of its main carriers. And while so many old people, elderly folks, are steered into Medicare Advantage HMOs for the price savings, the broader coverage, but you know, HMOs by definition are limited in choices because it's a very restrictive network. The appeal of the medical savings account Medicare option was that as you built your cash account, that would free you to go wherever you wanted and would introduce those helpful incentives to shop around for care. 
Um, so there are a lot of holes in the Western system which are discouraging the shopping that's necessary for price competition and shopping for better quality care. Well, when we get back from the break, I want you to talk about some of those holes and some of the questions that I know people have, like what happens if you have pre-existing conditions, you know, do you have a discount for being healthy or a punishment, so to speak, if you're a smoker or engage in risky business? And we'll talk about all that and a few more details so it won't be such a mystery what this sharing is. And um, we will discuss that after the break. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Before the break, we were talking about the concept of health savings accounts coupled with health sharing, which is an alternative to insurance. This is featured in Forbes magazine as a commercial answer to this health insurance problem that people are still facing and that the Affordable Care Act, or as many of us call it, the Unaffordable Care Act, certainly didn't solve. And in fact, premiums just continued to go up and up. But we'll go into some of the features again of sharing and things that people worry about. One big thing is what happens if you have a pre-existing condition? Will a health sharing uh, entity take you on as a patient? Um, depends what sharing community you're talking about. With, with the religious sharing ministries and folks you know that sharing exploded because of Obamacare and an exemption in the compliance requirements for sharing communities that were based on religion. And because so many uh, hundreds of thousands 
of mainly self-employed people fled Obamacare over the past decade for these religious sharing ministries, not because they loved sharing, but because they were desperate. They're paying those prices you mentioned earlier for Obamacare, you know, basically a mortgage payment a month, which is bankrupting. Um, so the sharing communities proliferated and through trial and error really honed their craft. And the price negotiator for Samaritans decided sharing should be available to the secular market, the non-religious, and formed, formed Sedera in Austin, Texas. And then some of those players uh, branched off to form Zion uh, in Utah. And those are the two secular sharing organizations that most health insurance agents like me refer customers to. And the religious sharing ministries will deny you uh, membership if you're too sick. Um, the secular ones won't. What we do is we phase in uh, sharing for your conditions you had prior to membership, um, which is should be concerning for some sick people. And so I talk to prospects, think of, and I asked them, you know, think of diagnoses, symptoms, et cetera, you've had over the past two years. Do you think they may flare up if you join my membership in the first year? Because we're not going to give you any money in the first year. We'll give you a limited amount in years two and three of 25 grand and 50 grand. And then in the fourth year, annually thereafter, we're going to give you $125,000 every year. So thinking of that, that's going to discourage a prospect from joining if they worry about a flare up in the first couple of years of a cancer or heart disease. Uh, there are some exemptions to the pre-existing phase in. If you have high blood pressure or diabetes or high cholesterol, but they're well controlled, uh, as assured by a doctor uh, or a diet, then those do not count. And you can join without worrying about any phase and you'll have immediate sharing for any issue that arises out of those pre-existing conditions because you have controlled them through uh, medicine or diet. Well, um, um, let me just, since you're talking about these pre-existing conditions and some of these things are chronic, so let's say you have high blood pressure, but then you get a stroke, which is related to the high blood pressure. Is that going to get paid for? Um, that will be paid for uh, because the pre-existing condition was well controlled. Okay. Um, if it was not well controlled, um, and you didn't share evidence that you were following a, a, a diet specific to cure your diabetes, then you obviously weren't controlling it, and therefore you will trigger the phase in. Uh, so you'll get no sharing in the first year with a stroke, and you'll get 25 and 50 grand and 125 grand in years two, three, and four thereafter. Um, so, you know, we're honest with our prospects that that limit is there to protect the pool. Uh, we can't take cancer patients suffering cancer right now. Otherwise, we couldn't charge so wonderfully. And that's what the community wants. We want to have a fair situation for the sick. Uh, we'll let you come in, but there will be a phase in. And that's why, frankly, we like to have Obamacare as a back, backstop, especially when we bring sharing into businesses. Uh, so those who want to have choice and affordability can get sharing. 
and those who want to join us but can't because of the sickness have Obamacare as a backstop. Um, and that's a nice arrangement, especially for big businesses, uh, which we're now using uh, ICRAs to uh, to bring into reality. ICRA is, is, is an acronym. It's called the Individual Health Reimbursement Arrangement. And it's a way for big companies to get compliance with Obamacare, but also uh, bringing in sharing. And so healthy folks can have the sharing and no limits on where they go. And six people can have coverage too through Obamacare. Gee, uh, what you just what you just said was choice. You've given people a choice, even through the employer. This is amazing. Yeah, and what's also amazing about it is that it ends group coverage eventually because sharing is individual. All the boss is doing is paying for it. It's not actually a true group plan. It's called a list bill. And the boss is just paying everyone's bill, but the sharing is yours. So that when you leave the company, either voluntarily or against your will, you don't face a huge Cobra bill. Everyone knows that you got to pay the full freight when you when you get fired. Uh, you pay the same monthly fee on your own. It's your own plan. Same with Obamacare. Obamacare is an, is, is an individual plan. So you can keep paying that if you want to. Um, but employers love this because they hate group benefits. It's a hassle. It's something they have to do because of competition. If they don't offer it, their competitors will. Uh, so ICRAs get us to the individual basis of health payment that all of us want to get to eventually. And that's really going to help the market too because um, once group benefits are out of it, then we can really improve healthcare. Well, that's the truth. And that also helps open up the idea that people can really know what things cost. I think it's a real problem when employee, employees take on a job and uh, they just say, oh, well, here's the benefits that are offered to you. And it's one health insurance company and that's it. And I remember when my son got his first job, I asked him to ask, could he have the money instead of the health insurance? And then he could get something else. And a lot of them won't do that. But amazingly, some will. And it's something that people need to ask if they have some sort of arrangement already and your new employer wants to make your health care payments part of your salary. See if you say, say I, I already have my health care. Give me the salary instead. Doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, uh, Michael Cannon, the scholar at the Cato Institute, where I used to work, has done a really good job talking about the um, tax on America's workers from the uh, health benefit exclusion and the employer's deduction for health care. Because you're right, you're losing a lot of salary by accepting the tax-free health benefit. And, and, and it is one size fits all. And you may not need it. You're healthy or young. Uh, that's why I like health savings accounts, because that's sort of an indirect way for the boss to give you the money. Um, so that, you know, if he starts offering our ICRA plan, and ICRA is only there for 50 and above employees. If 49 and below, you don't need, need an ICRA. Uh, you can just do a straight list bill. Uh, where the boss is just paying for sharing or Obamacare. Unless you're getting a subsidy in Obamacare, in which there's no payment from the employer. But 
Um, you know, if, if the employer can give you a health savings account and more, more donations to that, that's cash. Uh, so that's that's effectively uh, achieving what you're talking about. Um, and sharing is cheaper and, and more open. So it, it's a step in the right direction. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, you have a good point. I mean, Trump has a tax credit proposal, which would get to what you're talking about. Um, there would be no reason for employers to give benefits if, if everyone got a tax credit to buy health care on their own. Um, so, yeah, that's an important part of health reform is individualizing it and acknowledging that the wonderful employer-based system has a lot of uh, cost to the employee. It doesn't want those benefits of the employer. Well, with the sharing I'm sure people are wondering, is this like being in some sort of a network? How how do you know what doctor you can go to? Well, that's, that was my big point of why you want to upgrade from insurance, because there are no networks. Mm-hmm. You can go wherever you want worldwide. Uh, what I coach prospects to do is if you... If you have an emergency, obviously go to the hospital ER and take care of yourself and just call our concierge and 800 number as soon as you can for advice on how to identify yourself as a cash patient, uh, for coaching on how to get your bills paid, uh, for you know any advice on the recommendation of your doctors. When my cousin died of cancer on sharing, you know that was one of the, one of the benefits of the concierge is they really helped his brother an attorney uh, weigh all the options on going to alternative or specialized cancer treatments. Um, but, um, you know, the idea is to get away from networks mm-hmm. and, and to just uh, help our patients find a specialist that they get recommended to go see by their DPC or primary care physician. Um, you know, use, use tools like UberDoc. We have UberDoc to get a cash appointment consult you know, Paula Muto's app, or we use um, Savos, uh, which is a, a bundled price shopper for uh, different specialists in hospitals. We use Healthcare Blue Book, and we'll even incent you to use Healthcare Blue Book, which has a red red light, green light, yellow light system to find well-priced, good quality hospitals and specialists and surgeons. And if you let us use that tool on your behalf, we'll pay the provider on your behalf so that you don't get hassled by multiple bills from the hospital, which gets to your um, uh, point about the problem navigating the healthcare system and having us pay the doctors uh, on your behalf directly can spare you some of that hassle um, and help us find well-priced doctors, which gets to your point about not knowing what what the good prices are from transparency. So we have a lot of tools to help you find specialists without resorting to, ne- to networks. Uh, networks are bad. Uh, they tell you- For once you sure. Get cancer, yeah, you can't go to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, you can't go to Centers of Excellence for Cancer. Uh, you can't go overseas. When or half the time in those networks, excuse me for interrupting, but it's so irritating to me that you could die waiting for the pre-authorization to go through. My goodness, even for things that are proven entities and treatments. Yeah, and that will happen with us. You go wherever you want. Um, you know, hopefully, if it's discretionary, you work, you'll work. you work with our concierge who could use Healthcare Blue Book to steer you towards a well-priced, high-quality provider 
because there is a huge cost difference. And then, you know, we'll do the paying for you so you don't have to deal with the hassles. But that's not a requirement. You can go wherever you want. If, if there's if, if the doctor specialist you choose is an outlier in price, we will negotiate with him or her. But that's OK. The hospitals are used to negotiation. Uh, and after a month, we'll arrive at a price and give you the money to go pay the provider. The doctor, excuse me, I know you don't like that word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the doctor or other health care professional. I think of providers yeah. as those people who clean your house after a fire. Yeah, I know. It's a sensitive topic. <laughs> Practitioner, healer, it's <laughs> so many words. Exactly. Um, but the point is, you know, we have to lobby to open the market. We have to educate folks to demand better and not to settle for insurance or whatever their uh, doctor recommends. Um, there's a lot that goes into fixing the supply and demand curve. Well, how many people have these arrangements? Do you think people would feel safe in jumping into it? They wonder, well, will it have enough money when my turn comes? Is all the money in the pot going to be gone? Um, wind us up with, you know, how safe, let's put it this way, of an investment is joining health sharing? Well, um you know, all, all we can do is give stories of people whose $100,000 bills for cancer were paid, including my cousin, Charles Froman. I mean, Jim Froman, my cousin Jim. Um, so, you know, I was there as Sidera paid his $100,000 plus cancer bill until he died. Um, so we have plenty of stories of cancer and heart patients uh, getting their huge bills paid. So... We don't have stories of anyone not being paid. Uh, there are examples of limits on payment because people joined despite having a pre-existing condition. Um, but we educate folks uh, up front that we do have that phase in. And if you do run into trouble, we will ask for your medical records. And if there's a pre-existing condition prior to membership, there will be a phase in, in payment, zero, 25 grand, 50 grand, 125 grand. That's the phase in. Everyone, everyone knows that going in. And we don't hide it. Um, and then, so you know, tell the truth. Everyone, yeah, we'll be, we'll be honest. We have a great solution for you, but there's a phase in. <laughs> you know, right. so we're honest. You know, it's a great deal, but know the limits. Um, as if 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 everyone, you know, there's a uh, there's a excess death problem from the COVID vaccine right now. Um, if everyone got their turbo cancer and not enough money was coming in to pay a sudden nationwide cancer bill, uh, we have contingencies in place uh, to protect the pool such that we would pay 75% of the bills this month and the balance next month as money came in. Mm -hmm. That has never happened, but that is the contingency if for some strange reason insufficient funds were coming in to pay the bills. Um, so, you know, uh, 2 million people use sharing now because of Obamacare's expense, uh, not as many people use sharing as belong to credit unions, but it's the, but it's the exact same dynamic. Uh, people know that they don't have to go to a bank. They can go to a credit union and increasingly people know they don't have to use insurance for catastrophic expenses. They can instead join a, a health sharing membership. Well, this has been so informative. 
How can people get more information about this or get in touch with you so they can learn more details? Well, I have uh, a link that um, you know you could put in the notes by the recording. Uh, it's you know join my mpb.health slash patient empowerment, which is a mouthful. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> we'll definitely put the link in. Yeah, and then I can upgrade them from insurance if they want choice and affordability. Get them a health savings account so they can start putting away money for a nice nest egg and have a health matching account for dental, braces, having a baby, occupational therapy, elective surgeries, et cetera. Well, that sounds, this is one of those things that many, many people have been waiting for and is the answer to a lot of prayers, as are you. I'm so glad I know you and you've come on the show to tell us about this. And I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank you so, so much. And a quick plug for you, Marilyn. You've been a godsend in my life at AAPS, <laughs> helping our uh, lobbying campaigns, helping get the word out on health payment reforms. You are a leader, Marilyn, so people <laughs> should know that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. And thank everybody again for listening to America Out Loud Pulse. We've got a couple new things. They're, they're getting less and less new as time goes on. We've got email where if you have a question of the host or a guest, you can send an email. First names are fine and we'll get back to you. We've got a new thing that I, of course, love. It's called AmericaOutloud.shop. And that's a shopping website that's right on our site. And it's got books and some of the um, remedies and treatments like Cofix RX um, are there. And if you use, we're so simple here, a discount code out loud, there's a discount on some of these items. So check that out while you're at it and on the website. So whether you agree or have other opinions about what we talked about, share the show. And thanks again for listening. Until next week, say it loud. I'm free and I'm proud.